Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Big Biz Show, featuring insight, analysis, and a lot of stuff that's none of your business. Uh, hold on. This is the Big Biz Show. I think it is their business. Making the markets work for you. Here's the man with the plan, Sully. Hey there, live from the Loft 100 Studios in sunny San Diego, California. Big Biz Show's on the air. Great to have you along today. Huge show coming up, and of course, uh, right on set, we got Costa, we got uh, Greg Tartaroff, our executive producer, we got Howie, right from the NASDAQ floor, what? or here, and we've got the day trader trio, trio. DTT, give us something. One, two, three, four. Yes. It is uh, Howie Font, our analyst here, to talk about the market. Um, I heard that you were going to talk about the jobs numbers. Yeah, I think it's an important uh, piece of data that I actually... Um, you geek out on this, don't you? I, I actually love it, and there's a common misconception. <laughs> I actually love it. It's like, so modest, like right? I, I have I to admit it. I love it. I love it. Well, it's interesting because you're seeing jobs numbers that sort of belie inflation. So there's a good news, bad news story which is going to mean higher interest rates, I believe, in the future. Talk about this a little bit. Well, that's exactly right. And we're in this weird situation where the Fed has its dual mandate. It's got two jobs, right? Mm -hmm. Control interest rates, make, make sure that the dollar's you know, worth more than the paper it's printed on. Sure. And the second is to maintain uh, right. full employment. Exactly. So, and by the way, both of those things creates price stability as a result of that which is what we've all been talking about lately. But the price of labor is one of the prices that they need stabilized, right. and people want their wages higher, but... But the more money they get, the more they spend. That's exactly right. Spending is 70% of our economy, the GDP, the, the, the report card of our economy. But too much too fast, with too much stimulation, means that we get this good news, bad news story. We're, 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 we, remember we talked about the supply chain problem? Mm -hmm. This is a demand problem. Right? It's, there's two sides of the story. Too few if, goods? Too, well, yeah, too many dollars chasing too few goods and services. So, so this, since I thought they were going to take a break out of the interest rate hikes in November, in my mind, we're going to see an interest rate increase again. Well, it's 50 50 now, uh, the chance. So it was 94% against, and now it's 50 50. That's right. right. That's the trajectory we're going down. And we were supposed to be done or maybe cutting by the end of the year. I think I said this last time, but now um, we're not going to finish up until maybe. The middle of next year yeah uh, and, and I was telling a friend one that I have uh, about this that wanted to listen it's also a geek about jobs <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know we, we had the unemployment rate go from 3.5 in July to 3.8 yeah last month yeah but at the same time we gained jobs and I just wanted everybody to understand that 
it, that denominator is not based on all the people in the country. It's based on all the people working. So Yeah, by the way, there's people that are working, they're looking for jobs. That has right. that number. And there's people that weren't looking for jobs, they're now looking for jobs. So all of these variables affect that job rate. So that's why you can have the tale of two cities in one single jobs report. Yeah, and it might be important for someone watching that's watching too much TV and maybe hasn't been fully employed the last couple of years to know, you know, you've had a lot of leverage. Yeah. Wages have been higher. You've been able oh. to go to any kind of restaurant and kind of have more demand than you want. You see this with the union strikes and things like that. But that seems to be slowing down. Um, well, and also you're seeing credit card debt. We're at a trillion dollars in credit card debt. Of right. rollover credit card debt. Consumers have no savings yeah. left. That, which was a difference during during COVID. So now they're they're living hand to mouth again. We learned nothing from COVID. Credit card delinquencies are approaching 2008 levels. Yeah, put your crazy, victory so. garden ready. Here yeah, we go. So more good news from Howie Fun. Howie, thanks. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, Steve Brady uh, from Tempest Therapeutics joining us here. He's a, he's a CEO of a stock symbol called TPST. We met him a few weeks ago. One of the favorite guys that we have in the program. This guy. This guy um, uh, is, is in charge of a company that 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 talks about uh, uh, effective and new cancer treatments that are unparalleled to anything we've seen before. Steve, thanks for taking some time out of your busy day. How you doing, pal? Doing really well. Thank you for having me back. Good so, to see you guys. So listen, will you start off with what we get the most email about you about, and that is how many treatments potentially do you have with 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 one or two sort of uh, uh, sort of therapies that you're that, that you're putting forth because it really is remarkable. If you read everything in the news about you guys, read the website about you guys. You guys are a quite different uh, company, a biopharma company, biotech company. Talk about that. Well, we're fortunate, and it's kind of a two-level answer. Um, first is we have a portfolio. We have a pipeline of four different programs, right? That range all the way from the very beginning and a novel target that we think no one else is working on for cancer anywhere in the world that we know of, ranging all the way up to a molecule that we call TPST-1120 that is in a global randomized study in first-line liver cancer patients. And the reason I say it's two-leveled, right, is so you've got the four programs which could go in multiple directions, right? They're unrelated to each other. They're completely novel and new science. But then 1120 is turning out, and this is public, right, to have data in multiple types of cancer by itself. Last year, we got what's called a podium presentation at ASCO, which is the biggest cancer meeting in the world, where um, in liver cancer and, and I'm sorry, in uh, renal cancer and another type of cancer called cholangiocarcinoma, we saw really interesting responses. But all eyes for us this year is on our liver cancer data that are coming in this part of the year. But what's interesting, if you look at TPSD 1120 and 1495, the first line says multiple solid tumor cancers. That's a pretty big statement, and that's, that's pretty encouraging, is it not? Absolutely. I mean, look, in my career, if you get one drug that works, you retire and chalk it up as a win. I'm fortunate to have worked on a multiple myeloma drug a few years back that is now approved and, and helping a ton of patients, which is awesome. Um, when we went into 1120, you know, we had a wonderful hypothesis about where it should work. We picked three tumors at the top of the line, which were liver and kidney and this cholangiocarcinoma, but there were a whole bunch of others. And what is amazing is we're seeing positive signals in all three of them. Wow. That happens really rarely. Um, and the exciting thing about liver, and we've talked about this in the past with you guys, is it's a significant unmet need, and it's an enormous indication. Yeah. You're talking over 400,000 new cases a year in the world. Here's my question for you. When you look at that, that arc of that FDA story, it shows that you're completed in phase one on, uh, on the 1120. What's next for phase two? Yeah, so the phase two are the data that I just, I'd say all eyes are on right now, right, which is that global study 
in first-line liver cancer patients. So it's our 1120 plus standard of care compared to standard of care, right? In randomized data, that's, that's the gold standard in biotech drug development anywhere in the world. If those data that we report read out positively, our next step is a, is a, is a, a pivotal study. The, and, and seek to do that globally. Well, so, so let's talk about timeframes because you know what's going to happen here. We're going to start getting email from a million people asking us, when can we get compassionate treatment? When does this start? When do we see it come to market? Now, it's a bit of a road to hoe here, but as far as, as far as first indicators go, I don't think I've ever seen a biopharma company or biotech company show these type of indicators this early on. I, you must have the same experience on your end. Yeah, as I said, most of the time it doesn't work. I mean, I think the last time I looked at the data on, on success from filing an IND to getting a drug approved, I think it was 12%. Yeah. So the fact that 1120 in and of itself could be a multiple indication therapy, it, it's extremely exciting. On the compassionate use front, that's a little complicated, right? Reasonable minds can differ there. Some people will say, you know, you should start that early. When I was working on that multiple myeloma drug, we had elected leaders calling for family members to get the drug before it was approved. At the end of the day, most senior clinicians who develop drugs will say, we need to learn more about the drug before we should do that. And that's what happens next. Yeah. The data support it will go to FDA, you know, this year, next year, and we'll talk about getting that liver cancer drug into a pivotal study and with a goal of approval. And 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 looks like yeah. sort of you guys are prepping for this, you know, for this format data for for the for the rest of this year and the beginning of next year. Is, is that accurate as far as trajectory goes? Yeah, the liver cancer data we've guided to this half of the year. I mean, we're in it. So hopefully we'll be in a position to to tell the world a good story. Uh, soon. I mean, that's our goal, right? We, we sure. do this. These drugs work. Steve Brady, Tempest Therapeutics, TPSD is a stock symbol. You can certainly go to Tempest T-I-X. Sorry, TempestTX.com. I, uh, I need some, some more <laughs> eye cancer that's going on here. Hey, Steve, is there any other research that goes on during the process of gathering data for the existing therapies, let's say 1120 and 1495, um, that, that all of a sudden shows another option for treatment for another malady. Is that is that sort of how these things happen? Is it as you're testing? Oh my gosh, now we can, now we can work on this. Yeah, so one of the ways that, that we learn is we'll go into, we'll say 10 different types of tumors can come in. The other way, and this is happening, we've talked about this publicly with the 1495 program, yeah. which is we weren't, look, we were looking at groups one, two, and three, let's just say. Yeah. We had a group of physicians come to us and say, we want to take that molecule and put it into this other indication. We think it could potentially help patients. So it can come from inside and outside. Yeah, I think. And what's interesting is that every time it comes from when it comes from inside, it's another opportunity potentially for another drug for for for, for multiple treatments. Uh, Steve, you, you look calm this week. I guess you're not chewing on Tylenol like you normally are. On a <laughs> no, remember I'm an ibuprofen guy. Ibuprofen, sorry. Uh, Tylenol ibuprofen. doesn't work. Just making sure. I'm sure. in trouble for saying Maybe, that, but yeah, you're the the either day you did Botox. <laughs> the lines in your head, you look smooth. You look calm and collected. Yeah, you, you, you look uh, smooth as a gravy sandwich, sir. Zoom has new filters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, we got to get you in the studio, man. I can't wait to talk to you again. We'll definitely talk to you next week. Stephen Brady is his name, the CEO of Tempest Therapeutics. TPST, go to TempestTX.com. Innovative, targeted, and immune-mediated cancer therapies. Doing the Lord's work, man. He is, man. Good Save guy. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Big Biz Show, bigbizshow.com. <laughs> 110 million TV homes strong, 150 radio stations in 175 countries. A big welcome to Bloomberg Financiero. We are in uh, Bloomberg, Mexico. 15 million homes of rabid U.S. investors. I believe they pulled the trigger on Bloomberg U.S. very shortly. We're brought to you by Prudential. Let Prudential be your rock for retirement. Splash Beverage Group. We love Robert Nostico. Did you hear we didn't get the endorsement? Trish Hunt. Trish got it. Northwest Biotherapeutics. Of course. And uh, Bayer Advance. Better science, better results. Bloomberg. I'm sorry. Starbucks. And it's not Bloomberg. It's Bloomberg Brands. Bloomberg Brands. Starbucks. Yeah, heard of them. Did you realize that Bloomberg... I'm oh, sorry. Did it again. Bloomberg Brands owns Fleming Steakhouse. Delicious. It owns Carabas Italian Grill. And who doesn't like a pair of Carabas right next to each other? <laughs> I saw, like in Mary Mason, there's two of them. They had red lobster they converted next to the Carabas. So send us your picture of your Carabas here. And we'll give it to the company. I'll just bring back old Rusty Nails joke. He could not resist every time. And send your Carabas to <laughs> Rusty <laughs> at BigBizShow.com. Goodness. Hey, Chris Dawson is back. He's the CEO of Arkimoto. Uh, Arkimoto is a really interesting company. Um, it, and we're, we're going to talk about the FUV, which is their stock symbol, the FUV platform and vehicles. Uh, Mike, is, his mouth is watering, thinking about his own personal pizza truck. Not to do a business, but to get all the pizzas home. Exactly. Uh, warm and nice in one place. Hey, Chris, nice to have you, pal. I appreciate you taking the time today. How are you doing? Oh, happy to be here. Good to see you guys. Hey, let's talk, from the, for the folks that didn't catch you last night, because we got a lot of email about you. Uh, uh, mistaken for Fabio in the cover of romance novels. Uh, other than that, though, people wanted to know uh, about your business model. By the way, you are the most handsome guest we've ever had. Just letting you know here. Uh, I think I think you guys need to put your standards up with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am scouting for that. Vidal Sassoon. Every time someone told us that. Right. So <laughs> talk talk about the model for Arkhamoto because it really is unique. It's not just the golf cart model or the EV model or the personal smart vehicle model. It's, 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 it's much more than that. So I'll, I'm gonna let you take it away here. Yeah, no, so it's, it's really all of those things. And so when we look at the future of energy and the energy consumption and understanding how much you really need to 
to run around. I mean, the, the, the data is fairly clear. 90% of drives are one or two people, minimal cargo, three-mile trips, and 35 total miles. And so do you really need a 6,000-pound SUV to, to run around and do all those things? Sometimes you do. Sometimes that's the right tool for the job. Most of the time, however, 90% of the time, this is what is, uh, is ideal. You know, it, it, fits, it fits very easily into, into a lane, into parking spaces. We stack up two and three of these into one parking space. And so when we look at the future of energy, I don't have any belief that energy costs are ever going to decrease, right? And so far in my life, they've only ever increased. And that's going to include the electrons coming out of the wall. And so what this allows you to do is be three times more efficient than a Tesla. So the same amount of get around for a third of the price. Uh, and so we're just waiting on the cultural shift here in the States to say, okay, using less is a lot like getting more for, for less. So, so, let's, so let's, let's talk about the political will and, and, the, and the adoption sure. right there. And by the way, is, uh, is did you say giddy up or get her done? That you said, what, 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 was the, get, what was the metric that, we, that we're learning here? Um, get, get, get around. Get yeah. around. Get around. <laughs> That's actually a business term <coughs> for, uh, yeah. for the company Arkimoto. They have a get around index. Um, what do you think it's going to take? Because in our neighborhoods here on North County Coastal in San Diego, we see in some of the neighborhoods golf carts all the time. Mm -hmm. We're seeing these, these type of vehicles. And, and you're right. I think to myself, why doesn't everyone have one of these? I mean, I understand the need for a car, but nine times out of ten, uh, you're either with the family and that thing seats for, or some of them seat for, or you're, you're with your partner and you're heading down to go to dinner or you're heading down to the grocery store. Um, and by the way, this costs almost zero. Uh, to run and maintain. So talk about what it's going to take to get the, the adoption rate up for these type of vehicles. Yeah. So, uh, and I'll just point out that misnomer, that, that unconscious bias that you even have, you said nine times out of 10. The data indicates it's one time out of 10 that you've got the family and all those other folks. Wow. So actually, most of the time, it's just you or you and one other person in that vehicle. Uh, and that's where this is the right tool. This will solve 90% of that. So if you want to load up all the kids and go to dinner, then this isn't the right tool for the right job. And I think that's what, what's happened here in the U.S. Energy has been so ridiculously abundant, whether it's fossil fuel or coming out of the wall. So we never had to worry about efficiency. Now there's serious questions about the energy grid, its ability to support, its ability to support electrification, uh, internal combustion fuel costs also increasing. Now all of a sudden energy is seeming significantly less abundant and it's going to force people, it's a little bit of a stick, no. to to consume less. Chris, what is the uh, the safety standard like in, in these vehicles? Is it kind of the, the walnut shell, uh, the walnut shell uh, mentality? So it's it's basically a race car roll cage. Wow. Um, if I kind of move out of the way, you can kind of see. No, don't move, please. We're staring yeah. at you. We're gazing. No. But, but, but yeah, so, this, so safety is something that we got emails about. We got emails about two yeah. things. How safe Absolutely. is it and how fast can it go? Yeah, it's incredibly safe and you can get up to 80 miles an hour on the highway. So there naturally with a thousand plus of these vehicles that we produce, we hit that number in June. So we produced over a thousand vehicles. We've driven 1.2 million miles cumulatively. And naturally with that kind of exposure, we've had them get in wrecks. And we, I, I think to date, as far as I understand, we have there's been no fatalities, minimal injuries. It does far better than your typical uh, vehicle on the road. Awesome. And you're completely encapsulated by that, by that frame. Like I said, I used to... As, as a kid, I used to help my Uncle Pitt and help him weld up some of these uh, types of frames. And this is very akin to what you'd see in a drag car as far as uh, that protective shell. So one, right. it makes it easier for us to produce. We can produce so at an affordable rate, but it also 
uh, provides a high level of, of safety. So I know at first blush, when you look at this, people, I think, interpolate motorcycle level safety onto something like this. It's considerably more safe. Visually, it's it's got a higher profile, just the typical height of a car. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're used to seeing things of, of that comparable size, but takes up far less uh, space yeah, Mike, and you're completely yeah, protected. It is, because Mike, you can take that from the living room to the kitchen and, uh, and save- 100%. Save, to the fridge, save some energy there. <laughs> hey, I, you mentioned uh, nine out of 10 times we're by ourselves. What is yeah. the ideal size of the vehicle, let's say in five to 10 years, when all of our wives leave us? No, but seriously, what, what I'm saying is, there is a right sized car that we should have yeah. based upon demographics and research, right? Do we need yeah. a four-door race car? Do we need a four-door uh, SUV? Do we need nothing but a one-seater? You know, one what, what's your opinion on that going forward? Yeah, and one, I, th I think there's a distinction to draw between need and, and want, right? I don't want to live in a society, and I don't think you do either, where I only have what I need versus what I would like, right? Sometimes that, uh, you know, big truck, four-wheeling, or the, the race car, like it has its its use and its place, and, and we should celebrate the levels of modernity, right, that we've achieved yeah. as, as a culture. But as far as the, the typical get around, this will be the ideal size. What you'll see in the future, likely from us, is more than two-seat options within a within that same basic footprint yeah. because this within this track width you're you're able to fit quite a bit in there and you know like one of it is the flatbed that's behind my other shoulder yeah um there as our muv we also have a boxed off version of that that muv what we call our modular utility vehicle and you had it in the in the reel there yeah. is we're developing implements much like a tractor has implements out in the field to to uh, facilitate different commercial applications so we've got a new one coming that uh, I'm actually excited to show you when we're down in San Diego. You're coming down here and uh, we're gonna see more of this company on the air with us. Chris, one of our favorite guests, I appreciate you being so generous with your time. Archimoto, NASDAQ symbol FUV, and you can go to archimoto.com. By the way, I'm slapping a gremlin sticker on the thing and then people don't know what the difference. You know, Mercedes Benz on one of them. I got, you know, maybe a Chevy Vegas sticker uh, on the other one. Of course. That's a lot. Big Vision Show. <laughs> <laughs> which means blow up, which blow means, from behind. Which means, which means crop duster. <laughs> See you in a minute. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is uh, pillbox Patty Sullivan? Yeah. 
Will you welcome country star, Pillbox Patty, uh, who has taken this uh, meteoric rise in the last couple of years. And I will tell you, um, the interesting part of this thing is you willed yourself into this position. And now you're writing for country stars. And now you're on stage at the Grand Old Opry. That's crazy, yeah. I mean, like, what was that like? It's like, were you shaking like Don Knotts? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, privately, I mean, secretly. But you know, but I acted is, like I had it together, did not. But really. honest to goodness, like <laughs> that many people out there in that iconic type of place. Yeah. And at what point did you say, well, I'm here, I made it? Um, honestly, as soon as I like stepped in the circle, I was, it became really real at that moment. But even getting there, it was all just felt like I dreamt it or something. You know, the interesting part is you go back in time and you see all the, the biopics about uh, women in country music, and it's never been easy. Talk about right now, what's it like? Um, it's not easy, you know, it's, you can be doing the same thing and, and putting out bangers and hit songs and it's going to take way longer for you to get noticed. It's definitely going to take longer for radio. It's just a different game for us. You know? so, it's, so it's still about pitching. It's still about getting your music out and, and convincing somebody to play it. Sure. Yeah. And radio. I mean, there's just that whole game of it is just, that's changed too. Cause there's just so much saturation and yeah, it's just a, you know, we consume media and music much differently than we did when we were kids. Mm -hmm. Like we all had vinyl records and we, and we had eight track tapes and, and uh, you know, Mike had a uh, uh, bottle A that he had just. Yep. Um, <laughs> sounded good though. But, it did. <laughs> but for you, like there is a bazillion places to distribute music, but that's a good news, bad news story because there's so much traffic out there. Yeah. How do you cut through it? Uh, I think you just show up. You just keep showing up, you know? You just keep putting music out and you keep playing shows and you, you gotta do it how it's always been done, which is just on the road and like brick by brick. You just have to keep doing it that way. I keep on hearing that touring is the thing that will make you visible. It's not just putting music out. It's not just about social media. It's getting on the road yeah. and, and, and capturing 50 more, 10 yeah. more over here. Um, for you, did you start off as a, as a writer for other uh, singers, or did you start off for a writer for your, for yourself? I well, at the very beginning of my journey, I was only writing for me because I didn't know any artists to write for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then um, my career started as a songwriter, yeah, for other artists. And then how do you break into that circle? Uh, well, you write a lot of really bad songs first, and then you you just meet people. It's I don't. I, 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 I listen, feel like I got lucky, so it's so hard for me to answer stuff like that. I feel but. listen. I feel the same way, and I will tell you. When we did our first couple albums and stuff, we had guys like Greg Fillingaines, the music director for Michael Jackson. We had Nathan East, the uh, most recorded bass player in the history of music. We had Earth, Wind, and Fire horn section, and none of it mattered. It like none of it mattered until we met a guy that knows a guy, mm -hmm. and and suddenly doors open. And um, I think you'll agree, they're just people. Yeah, they live an extraordinary life. But now you're writing music with. You know some of the some of the most well-known country stars in, 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 of all time. So when you decided to pivot and say, "Okay, this is going to be about me now. I, mean, I won't necessarily stop writing, but now I'm going to do this for me." Yeah. When did that happen, and how's that going? Um, well, it happened when I had enough money um, to go and do it my way, and and not have anybody tell me what songs to cut or write or how it should be produced. And um, that was a big risk. That was terrifying. And my sound is very different from the songs I wrote for other people. So at first it came as a big shock. And 
there was a big pause there where I wasn't sure if I made like a huge mistake or not. You know, it was kind of terrifying. But what's interesting is that you could, so when you say I had enough money, it means you could own everything by paying for the recording studio, paying for the ancillary marketing, paying for PR and stuff, and, 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 and you took the risk versus a label? Well, I took the risk on making the record. Yeah, so uh, all the players and the producer yeah. and studio and all that. Yeah, I just went in. Because the in. other model is an advanced model, right? They give you the money to do it and they want it back. Well, yeah, and I still, like with my label, you know, they're leasing my masters. That's mm -hmm. how my deal went. Um, but I, um, I had creative control and that was the biggest thing for me. Cause you know, when it's my money, nobody can tell me what kind of record to make. And that who, was really important. Who could you, some could you the, imagine telling her, right. no. hey, you know, who, here's who you're going to use. Here, how, yeah. do think, how do you think that's going to go? Right. Exactly. Right. Who, were some, who were some of the big names that inspired you? Or who were, there, who were some of the, the women that you looked up to or looked to as you start in your journey? Um, there's a lot. If, in fact, you did. Maybe you, you, you didn't. I mean, I like Stevie Nicks. I like, you know, I, I like people. And there's you know Karen Fairchild of Little Big Town has been like a fairy godmother to me and I've gotten the best business advice creative advice fashion advice everything from that woman and I owe so much to her and she is a true queen you know like I, I learned a lot about standing in my power and being like confident enough to take things in my own direction so people like that are my biggest inspiration you know they're leaders not followers you know what you know what's interesting is you hear in Hollywood still about a wage gap. You hear in, uh, in music still about the glass ceiling that it's easier for these four guys that uh, look like they smuggled themselves into the country versus a, a female star. Do you think that is gonna exist forever? No, because I don't think anything can, you know? I mean, it has to evolve. So, um, and I think with music, people being able to put as way more music out on way more platforms, um, you, you know, take, take control. Look at pop. I mean, pop's ruled by females, and mm -hmm. it's kind of all going one genre. So it's going to have to shift. And, and if you, and when you folks, when you hear her music, you realize this isn't your father's country music. No, <laughs> it's it is it is country music, but it is palatable across all uh, uh, genres of music. It's album rock. It sometimes is pop. It's country. Um, I know that you just recorded a new single. Do we get to hear that? Yeah. I'm get up there. Let's go. Right, let's, let's go. go. Her name. I like it. I like it. Pillbox Patty. And um, where do you see and what do you hear? I love the lyrics. Like the lyrics are as real as can be. With her new single, Die a Redneck, Pillbox Patty. Dirt devil on the wall for the fleas on the dog and the roaches on the counter. Somebody made a call, had a run in with the law, cause they took a couple downers. Made it north of Tallahassee, yeah, these days I kick it kinda classy. Take the girl out the backseat, but you cannot run a rap sheet. No matter how hard I hit, no matter how high I get, even with a shooting star on sunset, I was born to die
sipping hundred dollar wine, fine dining all the time. Yeah, I'm boomtown ballin'. Flashing back to '96 to some trailer park kids fighting over packs of ramen. There ain't no getting past it. Nah. When I go, I trash it. Put me six feet deep with a pack of Marlboro lights in my casket. No matter how hard I hit, no matter how high I get, even with a shooting star on sunset, I was born to die redneck. No matter how rich I live, still gonna be a broke ass bitch, even with a couple commas on a paycheck. I was born to die redneck. No matter how hard I get, even with a shooting star on sunset, I was born to die a redneck. No matter how pimp that hurts, gonna have a home permanent with a knockoff purse saying, Oh, she was better than Timmy Wynette. I was born to die a redneck. Research efforts to discover new antibiotics have stalled. In the post-World War II period following Alexander Fleming's breakthrough discovery of penicillin, new antibiotics were discovered and developed at a breathtaking pace. The golden age of antibiotic discovery peaked in the 1950s, and during this period, the pharmaceutical industry was the engine of innovation. But then, discovery started dropping drastically from the 1980s onward, with no new antibiotics being produced in nearly three decades. Government, industry, and medical communities all agree that in the face of this mounting crisis, efforts to revive and improve the likelihood of successful drug discovery is essential. Enter Acurex Pharmaceuticals. They are a biopharmaceutical company focused on developing new antibiotics for difficult-to-treat infections such as MRSA, BRE, and DRSP. We face new threats every day, big and small. Acurex Pharma is on the front lines of health using technology to help us treat tomorrow's infections today. Acurex Pharmaceuticals. Welcome to everyone joining us to experience stories of resilience, hope, perseverance, and joy. Move over to a sport chair, a basketball wheelchair. Category of best video are. We love you guys.
like butter on some bunny bread. OE40s, Newport shorties, ain't even old enough to buy them. Big ass earrings like a hula hoop. Puff puff pass just like an alley oop. OG chicken head sitting on the stoop. Cops roll by it twice. We Chair lizards, gas station gizzards, laying there waiting on a hurricane. Camel cash speakers, funky cold Medinas, sipping on some country time lemonade. Rusty ass weed, rockin' laying on the lawn. Mickey Mouse t-shirt, I ain't never gone. Yankees took the beach, left us with the swamp. We to goodness you like you were maybe the best lyricist on the planet oh my god you should yes. put i i want to like put them on my car i want to wrap my car in the one about um what did you call it the the one you said rusty, rusty weed, weed whacker rusty weed whacker yeah i think that you should do that i will agree with that part Can wrap I, your car yeah are you All of them. does this happen like 30 seconds or does it happen sometimes over a year like when are you inspired and how long does it take uh, I mean, I'm inspired sometimes at four o'clock in the morning, sometimes at 11 o'clock, sometimes, I mean, I don't know. And it can take 30 minutes, 15 minutes, I don't know. I, it's hard to tell us, but also it can take 10 years, man. You know, I mean, it's like, 
But when no you idea. went to the B section where like the big chorus comes up, I mean, it's like, I'm watching a country song. Yeah. I mean, it's so, yeah. mm-hmm. like, it's so perfectly uh, crafted. And, and, and I know you hear this all the time, but I can tell you from being a musician and, and going to concerts and stuff, when you hear something like that, it's like, okay, here's the real deal. Oh, yeah. So what's next for you guys? You have an album coming out? I have an album coming out, Florida Deluxe, on October 13th. Florida Deluxe. Yes. <laughs> Florida Ooh. Deluxe. Florida Deluxe. Okay, I like that. Um, also, uh, you were you were going on tour after the album this year? Or? Um, yeah, we'll have a lot of shows coming up. I'm not sure exactly right now, because I don't um, like to know. Until <laughs> it, <laughs> it's Just wake up, right. wake up in a <laughs> different <laughs> town. The plausible yeah. deniability. But we do have mm-hmm. Beach Life Ranch Festival coming up um, out here. I really so want a placard. That. Just give me a pl- I'll just, I'll, cl- I'll move cables. Okay. Like, I want a placard. I want to hang on. Okay. Um, uh, so you've been nominated for a Grammy, CMT, CMA Awards. Uh, you, por- you performed at the American Crunchy- Country Music Awards. And of course, you ran a Opry. I know. You had a busy year. I really did. Wow. It's weird to hear that because it's all kind of a blur, but. But you do believe it because you must hear what we're hearing, correct? Yeah, I, I do believe it. I'm, I'm confident enough to say that, yeah, I've worked really hard and I'm I'm achieving things that I wanted to achieve and I earned that and I'm comfortable saying that. It's still blurry though. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. So what is next for you? Like if you could put a you know magic wand out there, what do you think is happening in the next 18 months? Uh, I think I'm going to hole up somewhere weird and write another record. There you go. So that's definitely, that's coming. May we suggest San Diego so you can hang out here at the studio? Hey, I would work. love that. Once again, uh, when does the album come out, the new o- song? October 13th, and the single out right now is Die Redneck. And the name of the album is? Florida Deluxe. Florida. I, li- I live in a Florida Deluxe at the uh, yeah. at the mobile home park, so. Yeah. No, the, uh, the, uh, the local prison gave you a Florida Deluxe <laughs> zipper. Her name is Pillbox Patty. Thank you so much for coming here. Thank you for having me. Big Biz Show, bigbizshow.com. Roll the credits, we'll see you later.